Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. A bit like a trickle of water, Ernest Hemingway said his bankruptcy came slowly at first, then all at once. After years of mounting debts and warnings about high payouts to bosses, Thames Water is now in the flood. Its chief executive suddenly quit and it's facing collapse. It's reported that ministers are drawing up contingency plans for putting it into temporary public ownership as it carries debts of £14 billion. That's less than a day after Chief Executive Sarah Bentley resigned with immediate effect after spending three years in the role. She recently revealed she'd give up her bonus due to the water industry's continued struggles with sewage outflows and leaky pipes. It's the latest debacle facing the company, which has faced criticism over the last two years for the sheer amount of sewage being dumped into the river. In March, the company faced more calls to stop dumping sewage after its own map highlighted the huge scale of the problem. A YouGov poll last year found 63% of Brits thought Thames Water should be run in the public sector, one of its polls last month found 47% of Brits have an unfavourable view of UK water companies generally. But what would happen if it did go into public ownership? And how would it affect not only our waterways, but our bills too? Our business editor, Jonathan Prynne, joins me now. So John, can you just explain for us the context behind the position Thames Water finds itself in today? Yeah, so in essence, Thames Water, it's a private company. It takes on debts to pay for what is a very large investment program. It's got a lot of crucial infrastructure that needs to modernise and support and maintain. And it's loaded itself up with so much debt that it's now in a position where it's feared that it won't be able to meet its repayment obligations and could potentially fall into administration. We know ministers are discussing putting Thames Water into what they're calling a special administration regime, which essentially means putting it into public ownership. Can you just explain how that actually would work? Yes, of course. Uh, well, normally as a, a, a company, a private company gets into financial difficulties and can't meet its obligations, such as paying the interest on its debt, it can be put into administration and it's run by administrator on behalf of creditors and is broken up or sold on or whatever staff laid off 
With a company like Thames Water that's supplying an absolutely vital public service, I mean, it couldn't be more vital than, than obviously than getting the water into, into your taps and taking away the sewage. That's not an option. You can't have the risk of disruption to water supply. So the government essentially steps in as, a, as an emergency temporary owner of the business in order to give it time to get on its feet financially or, or a responsible owner who can take it on and, and run the business. So that appears to be what the government is preparing the ground for, just in case they're hoping it won't happen. But if it does happen, and Thames is financially insolvent, that they would step in and run it on behalf of the public. So could this situation actually end up hitting people's bills? In the short term, I would think not, because the maximum level of bills is set by a regulatory regime overseen by Ofwat. And the, and the, the ultimate ownership of Thames Water shouldn't, shouldn't make any difference to that, because the cap on bills is essentially set, set in law. So if the government did take over Thames Water, it shouldn't in the short term make any difference to what people pay. However, there is a longer term issue about the amount of money that's going to be needed to sort out the infrastructure, clean up the rivers, end leakages, all that sort of thing. It does seem likely, sadly, that that will flow through into higher bills in due course, but not in the short term. And I understand the alternative option to going into this special administration regime is for Thames Water to actually secure fresh private funding from shareholders or others. Is there any chance of seeing that? How likely is that scenario? I, th- I think it's 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 entirely possible. It has shareholders with very very deep pockets, including a huge Canadian pension scheme. Uh, it's been in talks with its shareholders for some months now to secure an extra. The sum's not been confirmed, but it's rumoured to be around an extra billion pounds of equity. That's on top of five hundred million pounds that was delivered to the company in a previous fundraising round earlier in the year. So, and that billion would obviously extremely helpful they could pay off some of the debts that fall due but it wouldn't it obviously wouldn't wipe out the the 14 billion that it has amassed that's a huge amount of money and the issue the problem is that the interest rate on a lot of that debt is going up or if it has to refinance the debt it has to refinance it at at a higher price at a higher interest rate so all of that is putting massive pressure on Thames Waters balance sheet. Let's take a break now. In part two, Jonathan reveals how the issue of privatised water companies could play a role in the next general election. If we have a difficult summer, restrictions, etc., I think the future of the water industry will be very, very much on the political agenda. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And this story has sort of prompted a, a conversation around public ownership. What are the arguments for and against putting Thames Water and even all the other water companies into public ownership? I, I think the people who are always opposed to water privatisation argue that it's A, an essential public service that should be provided by the, the state, I suppose, ultimately. Uh, and also that unlike energy, where there has been quite successful introduction of competition, although that's not been so good recently because of the energy crisis, but in, in you know it is possible to move supplier. In water, you can't move supplier. If you live in London, your supplier is Thames Water and there's no one else you could go to. So people say, well, you know, it's essentially a, a private monopoly and that has no place in the private sector, especially as it's providing a vital public service. So people say it's just not suited to private ownership. They also argue that investment has been given a lower priority than returns to shareholders, dividends and so on, and, and also rewards to senior management. So that would certainly be the, the main argument of people who think it should be renationalized. But against that, you can't renationalize an entire industry without compensating the existing owners. Or you could, but it would have disastrous implications for the UK's reputation as a, as a safe place to do business. And buying up the entire water industry, I haven't done the sums, but uh, you know these are companies. Each of them valued at probably you know many hundreds of millions, if not billions of pounds. So you're looking at a huge, huge, many, many billions of pounds to buy back the water industry from its current private owners. There's just no way, with the state of the public finances at the moment, that uh, any government would be prepared to do that, I, I suspect. And when you look at the situation and the state Thames Water has gotten in, in terms of debt, I understand there's also been criticism of the regulator off what. What have people been saying? Well, I, I mean, off what are in a difficult position. They have to balance multiple interests, those of shareholders those of the public, the customers, also people who enjoy using the river, who don't want it to be polluted. So they do have a very difficult balance to, to get right. But I, I guess that certainly it has been argued that they haven't allowed enough investment in the pipe network and the, the sewage network and so on for the for Thames Water to clean up its act. But equally, no one wants to pay higher bills. So um, they, they are stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. But, uh, you know, I think given the state of the industry at the moment, people will be asking quite hard questions about how off what allowed it to get into this condition, given the massive public concern at the moment about the huge numbers of incidents of polluting the Thames and, and other rivers and, and around the coast of the UK. That's it. And obviously, before this news today, there's been talk about sewage dumping and the need for hosepipe bans across the country as well. Could this become a bit of a key talking point in the run up to the next general election next year or early 2025? I think so. I think it slightly depends on what weather we get over the summer. In a way, the water industry is a kind of mirror image of the energy sector. 
the energy sector we talk about all through the winter when our bills are at their highest and it's cold outside and we're putting the heating on and interest in the energy sector rather dies away during the summer months when we don't need the heating on in, in the same way but in the complete sort of 180 degrees opposite way people get very excited and uh, about the water industry during the summer when we face the threat of hose pipe bans and and all the rest of it if we have a long hot summer i think it's inevitable that we'll get a hosepipe ban back in London. They're already in place in, in parts of the southeast and, and the southwest. And that will definitely focus attention on how well water companies, particularly Thames Water, have been managed, whether they've done enough to contain leakages, whether they've done enough to fix and repair the aging pipe network. And equally, whether they're doing enough to reduce pollution incidents but it's a it's a difficult one particularly in london every time you fix a pipe you're digging up a road that isn't always the case outside london but london is a particularly difficult network to maintain so you have to have some sympathy for thames water but i do think if we have a difficult summer restrictions etc i think um yeah the future of the water industry will be very very much on the political agenda There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.